0: Thank you, David and Sue, for leading us through that. It's always a, a privilege to be able to, to stand and remember and think that you know we are here today able to worship our God in freedom because of the sacrifice that people in my family and your family and countless other families will have made. It's such a privilege, such a privilege. And we're going to continue on the theme of sacrifice and of service today. It seems remiss not to. It seems kind of strange to move on from that when there is so much to be said and so much in the Bible about these things. But I want to just share a few thoughts about that with you today, if that is okay. Are we all good? Are you glad that the kingdom that we belong to now is not an earthly kingdom? Are you glad that we don't have to fight earthly wars to be in the kingdom that we're in? Are you glad that God has already done that? Are you glad that through the sacrifice of Jesus we are in? It is done. It is finished. I'm so pleased about that. I'm so pleased about that. Hey, there are battles ongoing, but the war is won. Remember that. That's for someone here right now. This week, the battle is ongoing, but the war is already won. All right. I just felt the Lord say that to somebody. Perhaps it's to me. I don't know. We were worshipping this morning and we were singing, How Great Thou Art. And then a still, small voice whispered in my ear. And I said, Lord, is that you? And the voice said, This is the song I want at my funeral. Oh, and I want joy to the world as well. It was it was the Lord speaking, but it was the Lord speaking through the mouthpiece of my wife. So now I know. So, and then she said to me, "Well, someone's got to be prepared." <laughs> amazing, amazing. God still speaks. Hey, even if it's through people, He still speaks. There is a scripture that we, we read and quoted. Everywhere, up and down our nation and across the Commonwealth and in other countries uh, today. And it is this. It's John 15, 13. And it says this. Greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friend. Jesus goes on later in that passage to talk about the fact that when we are in him, we are his friends. Greater love has no one than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Of course, the, the service of others that we recognize, that we remember, and for those of you in our own church and our own congregation that have served and that we are, thank you. Thank you. But the ultimate sacrifice, the one that's for everyone, regardless of nation, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of colour, regardless of age, regardless of weight and height, regardless of what you think of yourself. The greatest sacrifice is that Jesus made for each and every one of us before we were friends. You see, it says, in me, that's when I will call you friends, when you are in me, when you have decided that we, you are following me, you are, you are my friend. Jesus did that before We were friends. And just so that you know, Jesus didn't have to do that. Jesus did not have to do that. God's God. Sure, he could have made another way. Jesus was willing to do that. John 10 says, Jesus, in John 10, if you read it later, we'll not not do it all this morning. Jesus made it clear that he lays down his life. He wasn't forced to do it. He wasn't tortured there by his father. His father asked, and Jesus was willing. Just like all those stories that you hear, um, when 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds would go home to their parents and and be, I need to join up because we're at war. And they go, don't be stupid, you're 14 and 15. And they lie about that age. They're willing to pay the ultimate cost, willing to pay the ultimate price. And Jesus was willing to pay the ultimate price. When we remember that, there is a response that is to be made, because I don't want to just talk about the, the sacrifice of Jesus this morning. We've covered the sacrifice of Jesus this morning expertly well. Expertly well. Jesus died on the cross and was raised again, that you and I could have eternal life with the Father. Amen? Anybody happy about that? I know I am. Can't imagine my life without it. Well, I can. It's not very nice. Don't want to. Is where we are. But when we hear that, there's a response. And I don't think, I mean, you can chuck me off the platform and stuff if you want. But I don't think it's a one-time response. I think we're saved. But we're also being saved. It's not a one-time thing. Just excuse me a moment. I just need to drink some of this water. She made me get this one because it's supposed to make you smarter. <laughs> That's why I need it. <coughs> it is not just a one-time thing it's a continuous response but what is a response it's very clear actually as well as the sacrifice that jesus made we too are to make a sacrifice i hear a thousand gospel messages every year talking about uh, the fact that it's free to enter the kingdom of god it doesn't cost you anything that's it's a lie Costs you everything. Costs you everything. And it should. It's not to be taken lightly. You don't have to pay for it financially. We talk about tithes a different day. You don't have to pay for it financially. It's not dependent on how much you give as to how far in heaven you get and do I get into the mansions if I pay more on earth. You don't, by the way. Just so you know. Otherwise, I'm getting a bungalow or a shed. But our response is to be one of continual sacrifice. I'm like, oh, what? I can, I can see all your shoulders just going continual. So that sounds painful. But it's not. There's a joy in sacrifice. There's a joy in sacrifice. And there's a peace beyond all understanding in sacrifice. Sacrifice is a positive thing. Romans 12.1 says this. This is Paul talking. I chat a lot about Paul. Anyone who's known me and we talk theology for more than five minutes knows I'll eventually get on to Paul. Okay, I love Jesus as well, just to make it clear. I do love Jesus, but I do love Paul. And he wrote quite a lot, so he's not a bad person to be into. But Romans 12.1 says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters. Not therefore... I'm going to suggest that. Not therefore, you can do this if you want. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. We've learned all about God's mercy today, haven't we? In view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies this thing as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. We don't make it holy. You don't have to wait to do that. There's nothing you can do to make you holy. It's done for you. You just have to accept it. You don't have to wait till you become a better person. That day won't arrive. You are who God's made you. You become holy when you accept the grace of God that says he has made you holy. You can live holy. It's different. This is your true and proper worship. Our response to God is a sacrificial response. And it's not just a one-time thing. what does that look like? What does a sacrificial response look like? We're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. I'm married. I'm married, I know. (laughs) That's how I feel as well. I've been married now for almost 24 years. That's quite good, isn't it? (laughs) That's... That, that's because I have the most patient wife on the face of the earth. Been married. And I, know, I know some of you were going, You don't look old enough to have be been married 24 years. But I do. I do. <laughs> I've been married for 24 years. And uh, let me tell you this the Bible says a lot about marriage. And we're not topic of this morning isn't going to be about marriage, but I thought it was the best place to start because it's kind of, sometimes how God speaks to me is through my marriage because it's my closest relationship. It's just how it works. And I'm going to say something right at the very beginning of this, okay, but you've got to wait till the end, all right? You've got to wait till the end of what I'm saying, just just to put it into context, just so don't get offended right at the very beginning, just putting a caveat in Wives, you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, yeah, love it. I do a mic. Might do a mic drop after this bit. <laughs> Oof, walk off. Wives, sub- submit yourselves to your own husband, as you do to the Lord. The most. Yeah, I'll never get asked back again. Dom said, "Yeah, come on." Sam's going. He ain't preaching again. Listen to this bit as you do for the Lord really really important for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church his body of which he is the saviour now as the church submits to Christ so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything Okay, not a particularly popular opinion now it's not but it's biblical it's not popular but it is biblical What I'm going to say is this, nowhere in there does it say, wives, be a doormat. Nowhere in there does it say, wives, accept abuse. So please do not hear what I am not saying. I want to make that very, very, very clear. And I make no apology for that. And this is why we're not subject to that. Husbands, now here's the challenge guys, you're listening, you know it, you know it, husbands, love your wives as Christ, I'm just reading it, it's not me, as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Wow. Wow. You like that bit? (laughs) See, the women are inviting me to preach again. As Christ love the church. Incredible, isn't it? Absolutely incredible. And you know what? I'm going to put my hands up now and say, 24 years of marriage nearly. I'm sometimes not very good at that bit. Don't ask her. I know she'll tell you. I'm sometimes not very good at that bit. I'm really not. We don't all get it right. But I'm going to say this, sacrifice is simply this, it's not living to please yourself. Sacrifice is this, it's not living to please yourself. If you are living purely to please yourself, you are not living sacrificially. You are not living according to the word of God. You are living selfish, you are living sinfully. Uh, Brave words, right? And I can say that because I get it wrong. Sometimes I live for myself. Very often I live for myself. I have to be so, so careful, guys. Really careful. I don't know if you guys do as well. I get sucked into this kind of Western materialist thing. You know the one that says you need all the latest trainers? Guilty. Guilty. I mean, they are comfy, right? You know the one that says you need a new outfit before you go out every time? I know, guys, I, I have the shopping habits of, that my wife should have. I do. But I get sucked into this culture of me, 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 me. And you know what? I think we all do a little bit. It might not be in shopping. Hands up who's got a hobby. I've got loads of hobbies. Love hobbies. Here's a challenge. And this was a challenge to me yesterday as I was preparing. Because my wife was at a conference yesterday. And uh, she had a great time. It was brilliant. And I was home preparing. And uh, I ended up in tears. Can I be brutally honest with you? I ended up in tears yesterday because I was preparing this and I was talking about sacrifice. Jesus said to me, and it was Jesus this time, it wasn't my wife in my ear uh, during worship. It was definitely Jesus this time. He said, um, so you're preaching about that tomorrow, Alex? I said, yes, Lord. So we do we have conversations like this. I'm just letting you in on it. Yes, Lord, I'm preaching about that that tomorrow. I said, oh, okay. What qualifies you to do that, mate? Call me, mate. We're friends. He says so. Uh, well, I'm on the roto, isn't it? And it's Remembrance Day, isn't it? I'm not quite that informal. It's Remembrance Day. It's about sacrifice, and it's about service, and it's about all of those things. He says, "But yeah, but are you?" I like, "Am I what?" He said, "Are you?" Like, Honestly, probably not as much as I could be. He said that that is a weak answer. Are you? or are you not? It's like Yoda. Do or do not, there is no try. (laughs) Do or do not, there is no try. Are you living a life of sacrifice? And all of a sudden I realised, no, I'm not. I'm not. This is my life, right? This is what I do. I go to school. I'm not still at school. I've graduated school. Not like American system where they hold me back all the time. I would still be there if that was the case. <laughs> I go to school, and I work in school, and I come home, and this, this is my week next week. And I'm just sharing this with you because I, I shared it with someone earlier and I was thinking about it. And I thought, that's just, just ridiculous. So this is my week this week. Got a, a, a church leadership meeting tomorrow. Good thing, right? Good thing. Before that, I've got an MIT coaching meeting tomorrow. That's after work, being at school all day. So I've got two meetings tomorrow night. I've got a school all day Tuesday. And when I leave for school, I leave my house at 6.30 in the morning. I, I got that on, on Tuesday, and then I, I finish there, and I go to a, a, a rehearsal I've got, because I've got a gig on Fridays. So sometimes, you know, even me, I've got to practice from time to time, so I go and do a rehearsal on Tuesday, and then I'll get home probably about 10 o'clock. And on Wednesday, I can't remember what I've got Wednesday, but it's probably something. School all day, then something. And then Thursday, school all day, and then worship. And then Friday, school all day and then gig. And then I get to Saturday and God says, when have you seen your wife? It says in the Bible, love your wife as Jesus loves the church. (laughs) Cheers, Lord. (laughs) Do you want to take my diary? And that's without hobbies. Hobbies. Apart from you know, playing my drums, the church leadership isn't a hobby for me. It's important to me. But my music is in there and, and, and it suddenly hit me. I'm doing so much and I'm so busy, but it's all about me. It's all about me. It's about church and stuff, but it's only about church and stuff because that's what I want to do. I've put myself in that position. I said, hey, I'll help lead. Let's do this. I, I say yes to gigs and stuff all the time because I think, you know, I like playing. It's good fun. I get paid. Helps keep me in trainers. It's good fun. I love it. But again, it's about me. And I'm not saying any of those things are wrong. I don't think they are wrong. But I think, guys, just be honest with me now. And I'm speaking specifically to the guys. I'll come to you women in a minute. Speaking to you guys now, I know you've all got lots of hobbies. I love a hobby. Love working out. <laughs> doesn't look like it, does it? <laughs> love working out. Love getting out on my bike and all that stuff. Again, doesn't look like it. <laughs> all that stuff. It's all good, isn't it? But really, it's it, it's all about us. Now, You've got to do those things. But you must remember, guys, We've got there's a balance to be had. There is a balance to be had. Because if you're spending more time on your hobby than you are with your wife, guess where your priority is? You will make time for what you prioritise. So if you're making eight hours a week to go out on a bike ride, that's just one ride, isn't it? If you're, making eight, you're doing eight hours a week on your bike ride and you haven't had time to say hello to your wife for a week, we've got problems. That's without even getting to, if you're spending eight hours a week in on a bike ride and you haven't even opened your Bible for eight minutes, let's not go there yet. It's next week. <laughs> Women, it's, it's kind of the same thing. What are we filling our lives with? And it's all good stuff. It's all looking after this person and doing that and preparing this and, and being super amazing at everything, as I think all women. I, I just hold women in really high regard because all the ones I know are amazing. And are we remembering that we are a partnership? We're a partnership. For those of you who aren't married, sorry, I didn't want to make you guys feel left out this morning. It's not about that. It's just that where this is, God is kind of talking to me through at the moment. For those of you who aren't married, sacrifice is not just not doing things and you know, I'm not going to sleep with anyone until I get married. Like, oh, that's not really sacrifice. That's just called decent holy living but what does sacrifice look like for you? What do you overindulge in that you don't need to? You have something that many people don't have and that this is this this time that you have that you don't have to connect with somebody else to worry about what you're doing with it. Just give that time to God. Say, Lord, I have this time. I have this headspace. What would you have me do with that? How can I serve you with that time? How can I serve you with what I have? This week, I got to work one day, and uh, I'm going to show you this because I I just thought it was funny. Uh, Somebody put something on my door, and they didn't... I'm going to see if it works on here. Put this on my door. They were frightened of offending me, but I thought it was hilarious. You see that? Little Jesus saying, I saw that. What's been really good is I've been using that all around school all week. (laughs) I put it on the PE office door. They were a bit scared, actually. (laughs) Put it on the IT room office door. They were very scared. I don't know what that says about them. It's nothing to do with what I was preaching about. Just making sure you're still awake. What is it we sacrifice? Because we're not very good at sacrificing the West, because we're quite comfortable, aren't we? Who's comfortable? Even when we're not comfortable, we live in relatively comfortable situation, don't we? We have a, a system in our country that helps us financially when we're not stable, when we're not able to. I'm, I'm not making any political points, it's not amazing. There is stuff that needs fixing. But we live in relative comfort. We're we in the West are not very good at this sacrifice thing because we, we don't have to do it to get by. In some nations, they have to do it just to kind of live and survive. We don't have to. So we have to just make sure that what we do in our daily lives is sacrificial for Jesus because that is our response. That is our response. Who's glad Jesus died for them? I am. Who is glad that we have an opportunity to respond to that? You can this morning not respond to that. It's called freedom. I deliver the message and you go, yeah, that's great, I'll respond. Or no, I don't believe it for a second. That's all right, that's not my job. I'll let the Holy Spirit do his job. He's much better at it than I am. Not here to convince anyone, just convey the message. For those of you who don't know Jesus yet, let me say this. It sounds quite daunting. Live sacrificially, serve others, all that kind of and the Bible also says that the yoke is light. Jesus' yoke is like Those of you who don't know, a yoke is something put around an animal to help it pull its load. Put around an animal's neck. It's custom fitted to the animal to make the, the burden as light as possible. Jesus does that for us. He gives us the burden. He gives us the responsibilities. Guys, he gives you the responsibility, love your wife as Jesus loved the church, but he also gives you the yoke to carry it. Doesn't leave us on our own with it. So if you're not a Christian this morning, you're worried about that burden, don't be worried about that burden. God's got you covered. God's got you covered. If you are a Christian this morning and something I've said has resonated with you in terms of the way you live, and maybe you need to make some changes and challenge yourself, hey, I do. Absolutely I do. I need to delete a couple of apps on my phone that I keep looking at all the time. I'll share this with you. We were watching Service of Remembrance yesterday from the Albert Hall. Absolutely incredible, by the way. If you just watch it on iPlayer, it's phenomenal. Um, and uh, my wife says, why don't, why don't you put that down and be present? I'm like, I am present. <laughs> you see that? Thumb Thumb scrolling. I should have one massive thumb, a really small hand and a massive thumb because it's so strong. Thumb scroll, Yeah, I'm present. Voice of the Lord again, this time almost audibly. What are you doing, you Muppet? We get real me and Jesus sometimes. We get real. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm present. Come on. Guys, girls, everyone, when we're with our friends, when we're with our family, are we present? It's not much of a sacrifice, that, is it? Put your phone away. It's a start, though, isn't it? It's a start. I'm not going to harp on this morning. don't want to harp on. I just want to give you a chance and an opportunity to, to respond. We are called to live a life of sacrifice. And sacrifice looks just like this. Don't just do things for yourself. That's it. Get out of your own head. I haven't even touched on all the psychological benefits of serving other people, of which there are thousands. Literally. Your brain works in an incredible way, which takes you out of your own stuff when you are concentrating on those around you. It's incredible. When we all get a little bit too caught up in here, it's because we're not doing enough out there. We're not looking out enough. We're not serving others. Now, that doesn't mean we neglect our own well being and, and, and mental health. Of course, we don't do that. I'm just saying, let's not get stuck in there. Let's do more looking and seeing how we can serve and seeing how we can live a life that's a little bit more sacrificial. Is that okay? You guys are amazing. I need to tell you this morning, I love you guys. I don't say that flippantly. It's not like a Radio One. Love you, bye. I love you guys. I think you're incredible. I think God's gifted you with things we haven't seen yet to build his kingdom. And do you know when we're going to see that stuff? When we decide it's not about us, when we decide it's about him. How we decide—it's about everyone else and who we serve with, and who we serve. Is that all right? Let's bow our heads.